Good evening, Ben. Good evening, Andrew. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Crystal clear. Outstanding. Happy Tuesday, Ben. Happy Tuesday to you. How are you this fine evening? Outstanding. I mean, college basketball is back. Yeah. Night's cracking tonight. U of A. I know the boys are fired up. Love that. Life, Love that. Life is good. <clears throat> life is good. No complaints. Love it. Love it. Let me pull up the uh, document here. We're doing everything on the iPad these days. Love that. Uh, ben, it is Tuesday, November 9th, 547 Mountain Time for both of us. Uh, from here on out, I will only con- uh, communicate with you in Mountain Time, Ben. Crazy shit. Dude. And uh, 748 Eastern Time, William. Good guy. William actually asked about what uh, what app I use to record podcasts today. And I said Anchor. Wow. It works real easy and well. Is William um, going to start his own podcast? We'll see. Maybe he's got something in mind. Like a weed podcast? Is that what he does, right? Hydroponics? Yeah. It's uh, something studies. I forget the word. Hemp science. Hemp science. Love that. That's sick. Love it. Uh, speaking Hemp's going to save ben, the world. Hemp is going to save the world. Speaking of hockey, talk to me about this uh, near fight at the Kraken. <laughs> We're going to get right into that. Wow. Well, we might as well. Uh, honestly, wow. Yeah, it got it escalated pretty quickly. Um, Stiz and I went to the Kraken Coyotes game on Saturday night. Um, fun game. Good game. Uh, towards the end of the game, getting a little intense there, and there are a couple guys in front of us. And the whole entire game, they were, you know, kind of just like getting a little rowdy. They weren't getting too bad, but towards, towards the game, you guys? No, just, just, in just in general. Um, but then at the end of the game, with about 10 minutes left in the game, one of them was just chanting, fuck Seattle, for like 10 straight minutes. And mm. so finally, finally, listen, I'm born and raised in Seattle. Like just after a while, I'm just going to say, hey. Maybe we can do something else. Mm-hmm. So that's well. That's all I said to him. I said, "Hey, maybe we can uh, change up the chant here." He didn't like that. Got in mm-hmm. my face. Oh. Um. Yeah, got in my face, and his friend like even like held him back and was like, "Okay, let's just not do this right now." Was he and drunk? then he started. Oh yeah, these guys were. This guy. Well, the guy in my face was like fucked up. Yeah. And even I was just like, dude, I'm not even trying to fight right now. Like, it's not like we're not even like just trying to enjoy the game, whatever. And so he starts calling me like faggot and like a bunch of very unnecessary terms that were kind of very inappropriate in my in my sense. Um, And he just kept going, kept going, kept going. And then his friend and finally I'm like, I'm to his friend, I'm like, Yo, man, you need to get this guy away before something bad happens. Because if he keeps yeah, going, it's gonna get bad. And he goes, he goes, well, fuck you, faggot. And I'm like, what is going on right now? And so, and Snides just go, Snides goes, are you serious, right? Did that guy just say that? And I go, and I even said to the guy, are you, are you kidding me? And he goes, well, I don't know. What should we do now? And I go, I guess, well, what should we do? And so <laughs> we're sitting there, and Snides literally, Snides literally turns to me, and he goes. 
should we just fuck these dudes up? And I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's do it. And so I stand up and I point to the guy and I go, listen, you come right here in front of me. You hit me first and then I will fuck you up. So come on over. And so he stepped one row up and Snides was like, listen, dude, do you see how big this motherfucker is? He is going to kill you. <laughs> so the guy stepped up. He We had one row in between us. He stepped up one row, kept talking, kept talking. I said, right here, right in front of me, I'm giving you a little spot right here. Tons of tons of room. I'm going to even give you the first shot. Like I, I want you to hit me. And of course he didn't. Of course he didn't do anything. He just went back to his seat and kept yapping. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it, it was a pretty bad experience overall because after the game, I saw like a security guy and I was like, hey, like those two guys right there just like fucking verbally assaulted me, like just like out of nowhere. He's like, he's like, well, what do you want me to do? The game's over. And I was like, what the fuck do you? What? And even Snide is like, what is going on right now? It was insane. Snide and I were hyped the fuck up we were ready to like we even invited them outside to fight we were like you want to go outside right now and they'd like no we're good you know they were just being pussies so snides and i just went in and out and we ate our feelings out that's great to hear and was snides wearing yotes gear no he was not i honestly all i had was a kraken hat on um i did have a seahawks shirt on so you know but for the brand yeah, there's also, you know, what kind of pronouns do you use? Um, that was an insult that was thrown. Another insult that was thrown towards me was you have gray in your beard. That one really hurt me. Um, I'm sure it did. Yeah. Oh, another great one was he goes, you guys going to go suck each other off later to Snide's eye? And, nice. and I go, I go, excuse me are you not with another guy right now by yourselves? Like, I don't understand. He goes, well, we just got back from work, dude. I was like, oh, okay, cool, dude. Yeah, I bet. How was Target? How was Home Depot today? Fucking asshole. So There we go. Yeah, no, I ex- I definitely exchanged some coarse language, not like derogatory language. Like they were – like, listen, when you start using faggot and like the pronoun stuff, I'm like, okay, dude. Like the maturity level is not very high in these guys. So I just kind of – it was it wasn't worth it. Snides and I moved on to In and Out and we felt great for the rest of the night. Love to hear it. Let's uh let's transition to some football, Ben. I appreciate you provide more color on that topic. Um it was a lot of about... fun. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was just random. I thought there might be more than that. Um uh, it sounded like a lot of fun. Uh, no, it was. I, then the game, to I be enjoyed... honest, the game was a lot of fun. I haven't been in a little brouhaha in a while, so, you know, I just got the blood pumping a little bit, and uh, I think the best part was just Snides turning me and being like, should we just fuck these dudes up? That was my that was my favorite part, because I was ready to go. Snides is a badass. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. I do, too. All right. Sorry, football. Transition ban, or do yeah, we have football. anything else we need to say? That's it. Football. All right. Um... I'll start us off on the talk about takeaway of the week, a classic NFL week, really a fantasy week from hell uh, in a lot of regards. And it was, you know, apparent very early on in the day, which was nice. Um, Nothing made sense. All the good teams lost except for the Cardinals. Um, It seemed like just a weird fluke week. If you had like, you know, had the courage to put together an underdog parlay, you would have made some serious coin. 
Uh, the Bills lost the Jags. Nothing made sense. Uh, that being said, the Titans, we've talked about a lot here, Ben. Uh, yep. They've beaten the Chiefs, the Bills, the Colts, and the Rams in the last four weeks consecutively, which uh, qualifies them as a fucking wagon. And I love, yeah, it. If it I love was, the Titans. If, we're, if it was the college football playoff rankings – they probably be somehow on the outside because they fucking suck. But luckily, it's the NFL, and they actually like do the playoffs and stuff like that, so it works out well. Um, so yeah, they're sick. Like I'm excited for them. Sorry, I just had to give a little shot out at the the college playoff rankings there. So sorry. No worries. I don't follow. It's all meaningless until the actual games. True, you're not wrong about that. Um, you want me to go on mine? Sure. Uh, refereeing was kind of a, a big topic yesterday in uh, the Bears-Pittsburgh game. I didn't even watch it, to be honest with you. Um, what did I do last night? I think I watched Star Wars instead, um, which was great. And uh, I woke up this morning and I saw all the highlights and stuff like that. And then I saw um, the, the, the call, the taunting call which was a little weak. Mm-hmm. Your boy, uh, too. I almost texted you. Cash was that's, a former, that's a former Seahawk right there, yep. Former UCLA uh, Bruin as well. Picks. Another one, yeah. Really good special teams player. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, taunting call. And then to make it even a little bit more, I don't know how to, how to put this, but a little bit more sketchy was uh, the referee sort of hip-checking butt checking Cassius when Cassius was like running around him. That seemed kind of odd. Um, that just seemed, I don't know. just seemed, I, I don't know. Did you think that was, that was, that was uh, on purpose? I didn't see that. Oh, you haven't seen that yet? No. Oh, interesting. The game was the game. No, I don't, I don't really do a whole lot on the internet to be honest with you, Ben. Um, so I miss a lot of like tweets and, gifts and stuff um i had the game on my ipad i actually watched the entire first season of yellowstone yesterday um and i was hooked so i had to the game just sucked i just didn't give a shit so i wasn't really paying close attention yeah it wasn't yeah i uh yeah I get but and, I, I, and like i literally it's gotten to the point like all due respect to steve levy he's had a great career on sports center and at espn like i can't stand the sound of his voice calling a game anymore like i, I have to turn off the audio i mean it's just that trio is not great, and like I like Riddick, um, but I don't think him. he's. I don't think he's a booth guy. You know what I'm saying? I think he's more of like pre halftime. I think he needs to be an NFL GM. No, that uh, don't get me wrong. I think that's. I agree with you. But like, if he's going to be on ESPN, I feel like almost anything else NFL related, let him do. It just the booth seems odd for him. He just doesn't have the, uh, like. I don't want to say charisma, but like, you know, just like the excitement right. factor. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, like you said, Levy, like, I think he was a great anchor. Um, I like him on hockey a lot, to be honest with you, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't really move Which the he, needle. And then yeah. Greasy is just, I mean, like, who, I mean, he, the, why is he even there? Why is he even yeah. there? I don't understand. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, he doesn't, I, I don't understand. Did Greasy call college football before this? Yes. Yeah, I thought I did. I just don't like. How did he get this job? I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, he worked his way up. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Jason Witten didn't work his way up. Right. Well, you know, people do it different ways. And they still suck. Greg Olson's a star in the making, though, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, week nine, Ben. Put Brock Hewitt in the booth. No, I'm tired of his voice, too. Week nine, scores and recap. Uh, a tragic week in Dynasty Kings. Golden Bandits, 87. Skaggs Island, 79. What happened? San Rafael football team. Yeah, just talk about it. I mean, went into the Sunday night game needing 40 points from Stafford, Cup, and Higby. Seemed very reasonable. And just watched them shit the bed. Yeah. Poor coaching decisions. I mean, losing when the other team scores 87 in this league is... Stafford's thumb is pretty fucked up, I feel like. The one the one fucking week he decides to regress the mean. Yeah. I mean, shitty. I mean, I could have started Dak, and he looked awful as well, but actually had a decent Yeah, I mean, you can't really. Game. Yeah, I just... I, you know what? Shit weeks happen. That's all that happens. That's right. And we're going to get stronger from it. Exactly. Uh, San Rafael football team, on. 94. Lamarvelous Llamas, 78. Darren Narwallers, 114. Scott's Tots, 76. Uh, by the way, Scott will be joining us uh, this evening for the interview portion. I know I announced the text in the group, so everyone saw that. Uh, Darren Narwallers, five wins in a row. You hate to see it. Uh, to Phil Bilicek, you do love to see six straight wins, 107 versus mm. the Ohio State. Mm. Going to be rebranded soon. Rumor has it, 65 points. I uh, can't wait for that rebranding, Ben, really. Um, outside of my dislike for Iowa State, it's just like a shitty fantasy team name. Um, it just, it's just time. It's just time. It is. Right. It's I do like the Urban Meyer. Transition. I do like the Urban Meyer pick, though, a lot. Let's be honest. I don't mind. It's you like, can keep that there. It's like perfect for my transition period right now. I love it. Uh, Maz Meatloaf, hot right now, three in a row, 103. Bees Nuts, not so hot, 55 points. Uh, speaking of not so hot, all Mahomes ball, three straight L's, 70 points. Bellify Island, 112. The Geico game of the week, fuck progressive, is going to be the Travis, Shout 94, out. Bosco, 78. Reason being, uh, for starters, Bosco had A.J. Brown on Sunday night. Travis had Darnell Mooney on Monday night. By the time the Sunday night game was over, Trav needed two and a half points from Mooney on Monday Night Football, which I'm sorry is no guarantee when you're someone like Darnell Mooney. Um, but anyway, he got 18 and a half. A big touchdown there. I think he might even scored a couple. Uh, Travis pulls even with the five and four group. Uh, so we're proud of him for that. This is a, a grinder week, not, not the highest of scores this week. Uh, and Travis is the ultimate grinder. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'd love to see that. Not the, not the deepest roster in the world, but he's putting pieces together. Uh, and two straight losses for Bosco. You hate to see it just like myself. Uh, two contenders just free falling right now. Any thoughts on that matchup, Ben? I mean, you know, Travis, like you said, is a grinder. Also a great guy. He beat another great guy this week in Mikey, who is going to lead his Northwestern NZCFL. Yeah, and he's going to lead his NZCFL team Northwestern uh, to a national championship this year. Um, just an FYI. Um, not, not a bunch of thoughts, though, otherwise. Love that. Uh, this week, Ben, we're going to switch it up a little bit. I know we didn't technically even do superlatives last week, but, you know, we'll all I live. was so shocked to open this and see this, by the way. Well, we're, we're eight weeks into the season, Ben. Uh, uh, yeah, is, no, I, I know. Or, it made sorry, sense. 
nine weeks, sorry. So we're at the halfway point. And uh, we're going to go with some mid-season superlatives, kind of like we did at the quarter mark. We've got a little bit more data here. Gigi's fired up about this segment. That's uh, so we're Daisy. just going to run through the – oh, Daisy. Yeah, she is. Um, she fired up. And yeah, then she gets Gigi fired up. It's too much. You love that. Uh, MVP, Ben. And technically, I should have texted you. We didn't need to pick different answers for this. Um, I try. I like to it. We all have different answers. ones. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I, yeah, There's I a lot of candidates. MVP, I think it's a wide open race. What's interesting lately is Kyler Murray misses a game. Aaron Rodgers misses mm-hmm. a game. LOL. Uh, Dak mm-hmm. misses a game. <laughs> Stafford has his worst game of the year. Um, so a lot of the names that you know we've been talking about. Oh, Derrick Henry's out for the year. So anyway, um, a lot going on there. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I don't have any stats in front of me, but uh, he's continuing to just ball the fuck out for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They're six and two. People haven't figured him out in terms of how to stop him running wise. He looks better throwing the ball, to be honest. Um, imagine his stats if Hollywood Brown could catch the football. Um, Lamar Jackson's my midseason MVP then. I like it. Uh, I think it can only go up for Lamar Jackson at this point as well. So, you know, why not? Uh, I'm going to probably take the guy that you hate the most in this league. Um, and it's it's going to be. T- well, I guess the team that he's on, you hate the most. Um, Tom also Brady, quarterback, true. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't keep up with you. You hate anymore. I can't do it. I thought you hated the Bucs. The Patriots are obviously the team that I hate the most. The Bucks, just by you know default, I don't like, but it's not anything against the franchise. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. The Patriots like can actually burn in hell as a franchise, like disband. Gotcha. Okay. I'm gonna write that down and memorize. Thank it. you. Okay. You're Thank welcome. You. All right. So Tom Brady, 25 touchdowns, five picks, over 2,500 yards passing, 67 percent uh, completion percentage. Um. The dude is on pace for 50 touchdowns, which is nuts, at the age of 42. Um, he doesn't have the rushing stats that Lamar Jackson has, of course, but he's being he's just absolutely prolific and being on a winning team like the Bucks is going to help you all the time and just being Brady. And, you know, at the age, just I think I add a little allure to that. So Brady for right now. I think it's a great pick, Ben. Um, you know, it's actually the biggest favorite. It's actually the Vegas favorite right now. I didn't even know that before picking it, but I just I, saw that. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. He's having an amazing year. He's a very good, yeah. very good football player. Um, I'm gonna let you go as well for defensive player of the year first, Ben. Okay, uh, I am gonna pick Miles Garrett here, defensive end out of Cleveland. Um, the mm-hmm. dude has, I think, 12 sacks uh, on pace for 20 plus sacks, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Biggest season ever. It's just. Yeah, he's just been a monster this season. Um, he's been very just all all over the place. Been very uh, disruptive behind the line of scrimmage, and uh, yeah, man, I think he's just a big part of that Browns team that's gonna hopefully go on a little bit of a run here, and we'll see. So, Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. Yep, that's my hope for sure. Get Jarvis Landry the ball. OBJ cleared waivers today. Very interesting. We'll see where he lands. Uh, I'm going to go with the other edge rusher in the division. That would be TJ Watt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like TJ Watt's deserved defensive player of the year, like multiple years. Um, I don't think he's actually won it. 
I may be wrong, but I don't believe he's officially won it. I, I also I forgot about Aaron either. Donald, and I'm sure he's still having a great year, but I haven't heard quite as much about him. Um, Trayvon Diggs, we heard a lot about. I think Diggs gets burned too often to actually fully win it, and it's so hard to win it as a corner. Like, yeah. You just have to put up ridiculous stats or like get some pick sixes or some shit. I was thinking J.C. Jackson, so far, but, he had, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, he's good, um, but he plays for a fraud franchise. Okay, Offensive sure. Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'll take first on this one, Ben. Uh, staying with the Steelers, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Um, again, this isn't necessarily fantasy MVP. This is just the simple Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Uh, I saw some stat that he handles the biggest workload as far as starting running backs in the NFL so far. Yeah biggest percentage i don't know if, if, if it was of carries or i don't think it was yardage but um he's impressed me uh, they don't have a good offensive line but he's still grinding uh, he's impressed me a lot as a receiver i didn't realize he was going to catch so many balls um i think that was a worthy draft pick when they took him yeah i think you know just to add to that a little bit was uh i think he, he is like up there in total touches in the league for sure um and it's, it is kind of amazing that I feel like in the first game, he didn't have a reception. He might have just had like maybe one. But since then, he's almost led the team in receptions. Um, so Incredible. clearly, like you said, he's he's been very worthy of that pick. Uh, for my pick, I thank you for leaving me with this guy. I, I thought that you would have chosen oh, him, to be honest with you. Uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Cincinnati. Uh, third in the league right now in receiving yards as a rookie, maybe fourth, I can't remember. Um, but on a torrid pace uh, with, you know, connecting with Joe Burrow and uh, giving that team a legitimate weapon in secondary. Absolutely, Ben. Been very impressed. LSU receivers through and through. All right, Ben, we got 3.2 seconds left. Akron up one at Ohio State. I know, Ohio I'm watching State right ball. now. Yep. Oh, he's got him. Oh, oh buzzer beater. Wow. He simply hates to see it. One of the worst universities nice in the history high, of was America. That nice high low? Was, that not, was that a nice little high-low action right there? It was beautiful. You hate to see it, Akron. At least but you do love to see two big men working it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've heard this is the year of the big man in college basketball, so I'm fired up about it. Well, Paolo um, Banchero. Paolo Banchero. Seattle native, son, 206. I have no idea who you're talking about, but. Uh, he's like some big-time recruit for, uh, I think, Duke. Oh, cool. Cool. Actually, he's uh, not a recruit, but playing this year. Ben, who's your defensive rookie of the year? Okay. So you did pick the obvious one, to be honest with you, um, and that's fine. I just tried to go off the board a little bit here. Um, I'm going to pick Aziz. Ojolari, defensive end, Giants. He does have, I think, six sacks right now, um, which is, I think, leading the rookies in sacks. Unless Micah Parsons has more, I can't. I don't I feel like Parsons sure. has to have more, but I mean, I'm not one I have it up this week, but um, but I'm gonna have Aziz Ojolari. Um, so yes. All right, I'm gonna have Micah Parsons. I tweeted about it. I texted people about it. Um, he's the best defensive rookie I've ever seen. Ooh. He's simply like in a game, and uh, you know, don't fact check me because I don't remember a lot of rookies. But in a game where they were getting blown out, Broncos were actually moving the ball pretty well. Mm. It's just like he's just everywhere. 
He had yeah, two and a no, half he's, sacks. He's, he's on the right sideline there. making tackles, running guys down. And when he's running yeah. guys down, he's not just like diving up their legs. He's like fully taking them down. Um, yeah. We've talked about how he's moved around a lot. Again, I think he's got a decent amount of sacks. I truly don't know how many, but I know a handful. I, I have um, one right now. Let's hear it. Uh, he's got five sacks, which is, you know, for a rookie, a rookie linebacker, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, Ojulari has five and a half. So it's, it's real close. Oh, um, kind of close. That was kind of close. Uh, so anyway, he, he will win defensive rookie of the year. You know that, but I'm glad you keep shining no, a light sure. on Aziz Ojulari because otherwise I would not know who that is. So. I, I know this is that. the second time now, so you know I'm just trying my I best. Know. I mean, clearly he's having a good year. I haven't watched the Giants closely enough to know, but who's your coach of the year, Ben? It's a good question. Uh, well, we talked about them earlier. Yeah, uh, that would be the Tennessee. Wagon. Yeah, that'd be the Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel. Fucking um, wagon. He's a wagon himself. Let's be honest. Yeah, the dude, the dude literally does, you know, line drills without pads against his own players when they have pads on. So the guy is just a fucking monster. Um, clearly, he's got his team fired up, moving in the right direction, playing well, even with injuries um, and other things going on on that team. So um, right now, I got to give it to Mike Vrabel. Absolutely love it. And to be honest, when I went through my list of teams. I forgot about this one. I would probably also give that my vote. But let me go Cliff yeah. Kingsbury, Ben. I like yours uh, a lot. I like yours a lot. Well, I love Cliff. I really do. And I sure. I didn't necessarily have my doubts. I like the hire because I don't really read into the whole like you have to have NFL experience or a ton of head coaching experience. No, like I don't I don't read into that. Take a shot at a guy. Um I'd rather have honestly like a a hot name like Cliff than like a long time NFL assistant. Obviously it depends on who the assistant is. But I'm just not a huge fan of like some guy who's not really built to be a head coach, but he's like, you know, just worked in the NFL for a while. So anyway, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm not saying that, you know, he's the full orchestrator behind all of their success. Uh, obviously, they've brought in a lot of talent, drafted well, things like that. Um, but the team's eight and one and they play in one of the harder divisions, you know, which continues to <laughs> get more and more questionable as the year goes on. But it is a solidly hard division. And no, uh, we're going to give it to Cliff. He's also really hot. That's right. And that's the important thing. It's all about looks with these awards. Yeah. In this in, in ben, life as well. That's right. Ben, quick shout out to the uh, 21st Amendment Brewery. Uh, that's actually Bay Area based. Uh, Scott's a Bay Area guy through and through, specifically the East Bay, San Leandro, California. Uh, tonight we're drinking the Brew Free or Die IPA. And wow. I always kind of like things that are like, you know, an ultimatum, you know, do this or die. Sure. Um, that makes sense. So that's what we're rolling. Would you, with. would you eat, would you eat a full tomato or die? I don't even like tomatoes okay. that much. That's how much I've matured as an adult. I'm proud of you. Um, thanks, man. You know, they're horrible on sandwiches. Like they're useless there, but. Pickles on sandwiches. Or... How do you feel about that? I don't like pickles, so. Don't I'm not into it. But you had like a Cuban, I'm not, a Cuban, a Cuban sandwich. Yeah, with probably. like pickles on it. You know what I'm talking about? It's pretty good. I mean, if they're on there, it's not like the end of the world. Um, Get you. And that's the thing. But the thing with food is because everyone has such different tastes. Like even the soup sure. conversation. Like I don't have a problem mm. with other people liking soup. Like I want everyone no, I to enjoy you. all of their food. I just 
simply think it's trash, but, and that's, and it's, you know, fun to talk shit about, but I truly, I like like, food. I think it's such, I think food and music are the two things where it's like, it's such an individualized, distinct taste that I'm like not one to judge on what anyone might like to eat. Cause I'm like, Hey, look, I don't like it, but I, you know, your taste buds might yeah, be no. different. Your, yeah. Your Food, selective music, hearing and music, you know, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us Ben to our Super Bowl <laughs> prediction last midseason superlative. Just go ahead and get yours out of the way because I'm assuming you wrote this down to piss me off, but you know, uh, okay. Listen, I did. Okay. Well, I wrote it. Okay. I'll be completely honest with you. I wrote it down not meaning to piss you off, but then I thought to myself, well, it's going to piss off Andrew even better. Why not? Well, so, just justify it, man. Read it and then justify it. Okay. Bucks 34, Patriots 26. Bucks, I think we understand where that comes from, correct? Like, we get that. Right. That's, that's, right. That's, that's, and the that Patriots sure as hell ain't going to make it to the Super Bowl, man. I think the AFC is so wide open, though. That's the thing. And I know it's a wild card pick. I understand that. But I truly do think that it's just such a wide open conference right now um, with the Chiefs playing like garbage. Um, and the Patriots are, I hate to say it, on the up and up. I know you hate to hear that, but they're on That's the up fun. and up. Mac Jones is playing better. That defense is playing lights out. It's just, you know, I just – and listen, if it makes you feel better – I think the Bucks win on a game-winning touchdown um, that Rico gathers catches. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better, Ben. Um, if these two teams match up in the Super Bowl, it'd be a hundred to nothing Bucks. And like, I also wouldn't watch it, obviously. Um, anyway, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like three out of like eight million people not watching this game. Yeah, and it would be. Very- there would just be no – there would be no upside to me watching whatsoever. Mike Evans <laughs> succeeding would be the only thing that I could possibly think of that I would enjoy as part of that game. Um, and Leonard Fournette. I do love Leonard. Ben, the Patriots aren't going to make the Super Bowl, and that's okay. There are plenty of other good AFC teams. Uh, my prediction is more of a fan prediction, but that's okay because both teams are actually good. I've got Dallas 31, Baltimore 27. Do I think the Cowboys fully get over the hump and make it to the Super Bowl? Probably not. I was but, just gonna say know. the day that Dallas, the year that makes Dallas makes the Super Bowl is the year that like we finally, I don't know, make like a million dollars each or something like that. I just like, come on now. It's just uh, it's just not gonna happen. I mean, it's much more likely to happen than me making a million dollars, but um anyway, that's how I'm rolling with the NFC's wide open. It's gonna take a lot to get through that gauntlet, but they're as balanced as anyone. Uh, Baltimore, I keep thinking that they're on the verge of making it with Lamar because they're just too good all around. Um, one of these years we're going to get a hot, so that's going to be our prediction. I just Let's think Justin put... Tucker is going to cost them you know, a playoff game again. This has been a rough segment. I shouldn't have even done this with a <laughs> prediction thing. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Ben's a Patriots fan who's talking shit about Justin Tucker. Where are we? Um. Ben, without further ado, let's turn towards week 10. Uh, no fab recap because we're doing this on a Tuesday. Yep. Um, sorry, folks. You know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we pick our spots. It's hard. You busy tomorrow, um, Andrew? Yeah, I got a date night. And oh, I, nice. sorry, I, I shouldn't talk about it like that. I'm very excited. Um, Are you like, yeah. I, like, 
not not that you're forcing yourself to go on dates, but are you like in a positive way? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. But like, but like, I know, I I understand because like when you're single at 30, sometimes you need to force yourself to do stuff like that. Ben, I love I love where your head's at. I should clarify. This is date night with a girl I've been seeing for nearly two months, and okay. is about to be my girlfriend. So, and I'm not trying um, to be a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick. No, no, no. Just, I love that. But Without you get where that, I'm going. Like, no, I would not be like actively seeking out dates if I was single right now, um, because I don't do like the app training. So I meet people when and I go do out. I, hanging but with I Rob know people stuff, but... that like literally no, like, I, I, they're like I they have a date. For you sure. know, they have like a calendar of dates almost. It's insane to me, but. Some yeah, people do so it not, like that, you know? Not that, but if I met someone, um, I wouldn't be opposed to doing the apps. Anyway, this is all a moot point. Um, Congrats excited, on the sex, though. either way. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Uh, week 10 matchups, Ben. You want to run through us? Uh, yeah, I got you real quickly here. Let me scroll up here. I scrolled down a far. I don't think there's anyone even <coughs> worth talking about who could be picked up with Fab. I didn't see any. Oh, you want to talk about Fab? Well, no. Uh, no, we yeah, don't have any. I didn't even. I didn't even look to be honest with you. And I, no. I, I don't. Even, I can't think of Teddy it. Bridgewater. If that's your thing, if you need a QB. Yeah, I just I can't. Uh, maybe the backup Cleveland running back. If I don't even know who it is, I don't know. Just just because they don't have anyone else, I don't know. Who knows? Who Brian Hill? They just signed today. Is that who it is? There, there you go. Cleveland? There's your pickup. There's your fab pickup of the week, boys. Because Fel- Felton Hill. and uh, Felton and Chubb, and Chubb, which is so great for us, the Ernest Johnson owners that held on to it. Yeah, exactly. Week, you know? Exactly. We'd love to love see that. it. Do you want me to run through these week ten matchups though, real quickly, Andrew? Give that would be really, really great, here. Ben. I got you, bud, buddy, pal, friend, 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 yes. friend. There you go. Friend, friend is a good term. Friend works. Friend, all right. Listen, first off, we got Darren Narwaller. Nar- God damn it. Darren Narwaller's Zach Farinato's team. I probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, versus Moz Meatloaf, Nick Snyder. Uh, projections. Wow. Did you see this? That's insane. Uh, we've got projections of 119.7 <laughs> to 119.6. Uh, Moz Meatloaf was to win that game. So that should be a pretty close game, huh, fellas? Second game of the week, we've got the Ohio State versus the Golden Bandits. Ben Goldstein versus – ooh, this is a big game. This is a rivalry game, 100 bucks on this game too. So I'm going to lose $100. That should be fun. Uh, go, okay. okay, here we go. Last week. Yeah, here we go. Uh, the Ohio State is looking for their first win of the season. Uh, Anthony is looking to win their third straight. Uh, so should be interesting. Should be – Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> next matchup is Daniel Pillager's team, the Bees Nuts, uh, against Robert Blair's team, all in the homies ball. Uh, projections here not looking too hot, pretty low, 78.7. It is, it is Tuesday, though, so plenty of tank. You are correct. Um, but as we do know, uh, Mr. Pillager is in tank mode, and uh, all in the homies ball – is not purposely in tank mode, but not playing so well. So we'll see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, next match. Rob was having a tough Sunday. I thought I was having a tough Sunday. Yeah. I, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. That's 
Did he at least like win any bets or anything like that? Uh, yeah, he had Titans money line on Sunday night. But let's save okay. let's save the betting talk for Ben's betting corner because I have a lot gotcha. to provide there. Gotcha. Okay. Next matchup here is uh, our beautiful commissioner, um, excellent co-host Andrew Skaggs, Skaggs Island versus Joe Bellify, Bellify Island. Battle of the Islands. That's yeah, Battle of the Islands. Like battle, battle of the, of the Island. fucking Islands. Get your you are looking to ready. get over a little two game hump here, two game loss, huh? Two game losing streak here. A lot. But according to projections, you are projected to put a little whooping on a Joe now, here. The one thing it is Tuesday. Is, no, but Joe has Jones in his as a starting quarterback, and he's on bias mm. on part of it. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So I'd probably put another 20 points in there for Joe and call it, you know, projection-wise. So 118 to about 104, 105. Call it, call it good, huh? Yeah. I mean, he's got a stable of quarterbacks, all of which are capable, so we'll see. P.J. Walker? Does Joe have him? Does he? I don't know. I don't think so. I just meant I Joe so has either. a stable between Daniel Jones oh. and two. I was thinking uh, maybe PJ Walker, PJ Walker was in there too, but maybe tomorrow he will be. You know, talk about know. a hot free agent pickup. I, Better that's... put in my hundred dollars worth of fab. Ooh. Boom. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Zach will use his fifty on him. Uh, <laughs> next matchup we've got is Scott's Tots, uh, Scott Learner's squad versus. The Marvelous Llamas, Mikey's squad. The projections are the Marvelous Llamas 118.7, Scott Stotts 86.9. We will talk to Scott. We do know that Scott, you know, is just kind of in a slide this season. He knows that. And he's trying to tank a little bit and regroup here. Um, the Marvelous Llamas um, are fighting to uh, buck this losing streak of two games here and uh, try to remain in the playoff hunt. So it'll be a big game for Mikey. Our last match of the week is Travis Hansen versus Will Sales, Bill Belichick. Sorry, San Rafael football team versus Bill Belichick. San uh, Rafael, Ben. <sighs> it's not. It's just two syllables. Rafael. Rafael. I just. I. It just. It just doesn't. It just doesn't like click in my brain. Not being from that part of the country. I apologize. I'm gonna make note of it though. Okay, boys. The well, San his name Rafael will remain that for like a bit. So football. Rafael Belichick. Rafael. San Rafael football team versus Bill Belichick. Projections are 116.3 to 94.4. Bill Belichick winning. Um, yeah. We'll see if anything changes. It is Tuesday. Uh, Bill Belichick William is on a six-game winning streak, and Travis is on a two-game winning streak. So, big game here. Might be the. Is this? This is. Do you want to talk about this? I want you to talk about it. Oh, I can still talk about it. That's fine. The Michelob Ultra matchup of the week, William versus Travis. Um, as I just said, William has won six straight. Uh, you made some key points here. Travis is making a playoff push despite a thin roster. I think we talked about uh, his thin roster last week. And uh, what, he's just like battling injuries and – bunch of other stuff and well in general just didn't have the strongest roster and then yeah one's yeah a lack of, yeah, just a lack you know of who's talent. you know who's backpacking his team though is Cordell Patterson just a fantasy oh. 
freak this year. Love that. So sick. Um, if Travis does win, this would condense the standings much, much more. Um, and if Will wins, he has a clear shot at first place. Yeah, he's one behind could, Zach. Could guide him into a nice, easy playoff berth. You never know. Zach's locked into a battle against Maz Meatloaf. Quite frankly, like we could have made that the uh, Michelob Ultra match of the week. Sure. Um, I didn't see the projections that close when I originally, I guess, but it's a screenshot, so it would have been changed. Anyway, that's my bad. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that matchup. And two guys, I always enjoy when they talk to each other, whether it's in the group text or maybe they've made a trade. I just, I love picturing Travis and William interacting with each other. Two just happy, genuine people um, from the great town of San Anselmo, California. Love that. I know Travis. I love Travis. Great guy. I've met him in person. I'm excited to meet William. In, in, uh, You're going to love well. William. I'm very You're excited. Yeah. Uh, low man wins. All right. We're going to transition, that. Ben, to a segment that you introduced to us, which we're fired up about. Week three of Dynasty Draft Prospect Preview presented by Duracraft Boats. Uh, Big shout out to our sponsor. Big shout out. Two prospects a week. And uh, we try to mix up the positions. So, so you chose these. You chose these names, by the way, this week. I did, and which I respect a little bit. Do you want to talk about any of them? I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. But go ahead with Please. talk to us about Kenneth Walker the third. Some would say the Heisman favorite right now, but maybe not after they lost to I can't keep up. Um, running back for That's Michigan tough. State, Ben. Yes, and actually former running back at Wake Forest as well. Um, five ten, two hundred and ten pounds. Um, probably not the fastest, quickest running back that will come out of this year's class. Um, but clearly is a productive running back, as we can see, as we can tell by the numbers and just the eye test so far. Um, he's very patient, uh, very patient by seeing the hole and hitting the hole very fast, very quick, very hard. Um, physical runner, um, follows his blocks, his blockers really, really well. Um, and he's a good receiver of the backfield as well. Um, I think he's going to be a very productive fantasy running back. I don't know if he's going to be like you know, like an RB1, but you know, I think he's going to be a really good flex for someone for years to come um, just with his physical running style and just kind of the way he runs um, seems like it's kind of an NFL kind of running style. So I'm excited to see where he goes. I think he's going to be probably like a second-round pick. You know, like a top yeah. 45, 50 picks, somewhere around there. I'd say maybe, maybe top 35, but you know, running back value nowadays, it, I'd say it slides to top 45 um, and someone gets a pretty good pick with him. Do you think he might be the, has a chance to be the top running back taken? In the real life draft? Um, yes. That's a, that's a good question. I don't. This is the first running he, back we've highlighted. Yes. Let me take – can I take a quick look here sure. really quickly? What, I, I don't what I'll think... say about Kenneth – Yeah, please. I've never watched him play a, a down in his life. I don't give a fuck about Michigan State football. Um, <clears throat> but he had good stats. He's 5'10", 200 pounds. Um, I like a nice – that's a good size. Good yeah. thick boy. 
Um, couple couple I like C's. His, I like his name. What number? He wears number nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a big plus. That's like my favorite number. Sure. Um, okay, I can get behind this kid. Love that. Um, I just looked at a little bit of a list here that I got going. He's it's, it's going to be a battle um, with a couple other guys that we will highlight. Um, I'd say he's going to be battling two to three other guys for that number one uh, running back. Um, and and who would those spot. guys be? Uh, you're probably talking about Brees Hall from Isaiah uh, from Iowa State. Uh, from Isaiah State. Yeah, Isaiah State. I was going to talk about the next guy. Um, so actually, it's okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting a text here. It's Brees Hall running back Iowa State, and then we're also going to talk about Isaiah Spiller. Running back Texas A and M, um, both guys stand up, stand out on film quite a bit. So we'll talk about those guys in a bit as well. Love it. All right, we're going to transition to our other <sighs> prospect. Then that's going to be Sam Howell, uh, quarterback for North Carolina. Last week we highlighted our first quarterback, uh, and that was Malik Willis. Tough weekend for Malik. Uh, against Ole Miss. I thought he looked okay. Uh, had no protection. But ultimately, the stat line didn't look strong. Uh, Sam Howell, Ben, since the moment I watched him, who did they play week one? Ben, do you remember? Or week oh, zero, maybe? Gosh. It was a big game, too, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, I'll find anyway, out for you. Not you important. keep talking. You keep I talking. watched him I'll find play, out for you. and I'm like, all right, this is my guy. Um, it's not always perfect, but the arms of fucking cannon, I, his mobility, he runs the show. Well, like they're running him like, like almost every time I look at the box score, he's got a hundred yards rushing. Uh, yeah. A six one, 200 pound white guy, uh, for those wondering. Um, I just think he's, I think he's in a year where the quarterbacks aren't strong. This is my QB one, by the way, by a decent margin. Yeah. In a year where the quarterbacks aren't strong. I think the physical tools that he has, and you could say the same, obviously, about Malik Willis, but this is a, a year where you draft a guy with tools and you hope he lands in a good spot. Yep. Good support, obviously good coaching. That's always the goal when you draft a quarterback and in general a player. But I think this guy's got the most that you can mold out of. And it's not like he's played bad this year. They've lost a fair amount of games, but I feel like, their offense is dramatically different. They lost a couple of receivers to the draft, probably some O line. Who knows? But uh, anyway, I like him. I'd take a chance on him over any of the other quarterbacks. I, I like all that. I respect all that. Now, remind me, what's your feelings on Baker Mayfield? I don't like him, and I know that's the common comparison. I don't see them similarly at all because I think Baker has a noodle arm. But see, but, yeah. I just. I, I I almost I, – I find them so similar. Um, they do Body-wise, mechanic-wise, mechanic like, like they both the are the, – they're both the same size. They're both the exact, exact same size, 6'1", 220 pounds. Like the exact same size. Their mechanics – Baker's 220 because he looks like a 150-pound shrimp on the field. Yeah, and he's 220 pounds. He's, he's like kind of built a little bit. Um the mechanics remind me a lot of the same. Their athleticism reminds me a lot of the same. Um, and, like, I honestly don't think Baker's a bad quarterback. He proved that last week, to be honest with you, against Cincinnati. Um, and, you know, he just gets hurt a lot. He needs to stay healthy. But 
Um, yeah, I think Sam Howell is up there for QB1 with Malik Willis for me. Um, again, yeah, like you said, it's a weak, weak, weak quarterback class. Um, Hal probably does go top like 15 um, overall, like in the, in the real draft. He's much more um, – phys- to me, he's the much more physically talented version of Corral. Like Corral does similar things, but he's like smaller and has a Yeah, player. yeah. I mean, Corral is like – we'll talk about Corral at some point. But he's Can't just wait. kind of like – he's just raw. You know, he's just a little bit raw. So uh, – but, of course, he's got tools. So – but Hal – how is like, yeah, he does have a really good arm. He does have a, he, he's got a pretty damn strong arm. Um, and I, I disagree with you on the Baker noodle arm comparison, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I like how we're going to see how it goes. Cool. Let's quickly get to Ben's betting corner presented by Baskin Robbins and we'll bring our guest Scott on. Do you want me to start got, this got, one, Ben? I got some things to talk about. Yeah, I'll just quickly get mine out of the way because it's nothing. I, I mean, I lost NFL and college football this week. Things nice. are going downhill fast. So we're just going to have to regroup this week and see what happens. I got nothing for you guys. No worries. Um, I'll actually be in Las Vegas this weekend. Um, so looking forward to that. So uh, anyone who has any, you know, sharp picks, send them my way. Um, I'll highlight, first of all, that on Sunday, bet on went hard on player props and random props on the Sunday night football game. Just, I don't ever do that, but I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Figuring, you know, like maybe we'll split even, you know, worst case scenario sure. and just pick, okay, like I'm throwing enough little $5 darts out here, but we'll get something. And I was on the right train, man. I had a lot of Titans action. I had them scoring first. I had Julio Jones over receiving yards, Adrian Peterson over rushing yards, Tannehill over one and a half passing touchdowns. Seemed like a lock to me, especially without Derrick Henry. Anyway, none of these picks hit. Um, despite the fact that the Titans actually played well and won, it's just the Rams scored the first three points and the Titans scored yeah. the next, what, 14 or 21 or whatever. Um, but our bad beat of the year in terms of things that I've bet on, Ben, I was in attendance last Saturday at the Colorado-Oregon State football game. And uh, as a season ticket holder of Colorado, uh, you know, I have no affiliations there. Beautiful stadium, love Boulder. Uh, But I like to bet on the under every time I'm there because Colorado doesn't exactly score a whole lot. I want some kind of rooting interest because, you know, the games aren't overly entertaining to me. So I took the under. Uh, The total was 55, Ben, for that game against Oregon State. So let's fast forward to the fourth quarter. It is 27-24 Colorado. And Oregon okay. State, so that's 51 total points. Okay, three, thank you. Thank sorry, you. Four shy of the line. Gotcha. And Oregon State is lined up for what I want to say is maybe a 39 or a 42-yarder uh, to tie the game with 30 seconds left. Now, if they tie the game, they're at 27 all. That's 54 total. They're going to go to overtime. And I lose, and I lose the under, right? So I'm prepared for that. So 30 seconds left. They do have all three timeouts, but sure enough, homeboy on Oregon State misses that 40-something yard field goal. Sure. You're thinking the game's good. You're thinking the under's hit, and we're still at 51. Yep. Colorado gets the ball back, runs into the back of the – again, 30 seconds left. Yep. Runs in the back of the line three times. Oregon State uses all three of their timeouts. They must have punted with 
20 seconds left, maybe, maybe 18, like where they're actually like going to snap it and kick it. So that takes time too. So they go ahead and punt it. And there you 25 or whatever when they punt. Big punt return. Back to like the 50. You know, classic. Okay. Like we're already, we're already seeing nightmares. So we're back in the preview about 15 seconds left. Yeah. Again, Oregon State's down three. So the only way that this under doesn't hit is if Oregon State finds a way to force. OT or somehow throws a yeah. Hail Mary and, and et cetera. So sure enough, Oregon State decides with seven seconds left, they're actually going to throw a quick pass out of bounds to get about nine yards or, or what have you. Um, with one second left, guy steps out of bounds, so they have one more play. Sure enough, the same fucking homie that had just missed the 42-yarder comes out and just drills a 59-fucking-yarder, <laughs> Ben, to send the game in overtime. Meaning that that my bet does not hit. Um, Just a little $10 bet, so it really doesn't matter. But I was still just, like, blown away. Like, I've never seen a team kick a field goal and miss it with 30 seconds left to tie a game and get another opportunity opportunity at a field goal. I don't even care where it's from. Something weird would have had to happen to get the ball back again, even if you have all three timeouts. Um, College kickers. College kickers are insane. Absolutely insane. And on that note, Ben, we're going to send it to break real quick. On the other side, we will have Scott Lerner, folks. Adios. I just want to take a quick moment to thank our title sponsor, Cheez-Its, greatest snack brand in the world, specifically the four cheese flavor, the single greatest snack of all time. Uh, We want to thank them for sponsoring the show. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you don't like Cheez-Its, go fuck yourself. Back to the pod. Scott? Yo, boys, are you here? We're here. Ben's not here quite yet. Um, How are we doing? It's just a matter of of when someone clicks the link on the email. But uh, we're doing well. How are you? Good, man. Good. I didn't know how this worked. I didn't realize that it was like through Anchor. I kind of thought you guys use uh, Zoom and then just like clip the recording. I'll be honest, I don't know how it works, man. I just open the app, click a couple <laughs> buttons, and then we start going. Yeah, I mean, I guess and there, Ben's there's a, Ben. <laughs> Ben's a, Ben's a pro, but, so he knows. But this is this is something that I discovered whenever I was doing like my draft grades and stuff. Um, I found this app, and it's worked really well. I could do a lot more that I could record more like sounds and shit. But um, Ben, you good? <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. How are you guys today? Good. What's up, Ben? Fantastic. Nothing much, Scott. How you doing? Good, dude. Good. Good. Excited to be on. Glad Thanks you're... for having me, boys. I'm glad you're here. Me too. Yeah, quick. Been waiting uh, for the waiting for the call. Yeah. I know we're we're down to our last couple. I think Travis might be the only one that hasn't been on it. I might be wrong by that, but um, you're that and then, you're then... that eighth inning. You're that eighth inning guy, Scott. You're just like you know, yeah. you're just right there, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll be the George Contos of this podcast. There you go. Shots Love, that. Love that. Trying to, trying to secure the hold. Um, quick <laughs> note, quick funny text I received. Um, for those that don't follow, you should follow random college athletes on Twitter. Apparently, the Bay Area crew's got a real uh, hookup, a real plug, and um, getting people highlighted on random college athletes. Ben, do you follow random college athletes? Well, I have now. I have in the last, like, yeah month because of what's been going on saw travis's yeah so today yeah. was uh, <clears throat> and uh molly carmody uh, mm. right anthony was on it i forgot about that uh molly carmody colin's sister 
Um, <laughs> college and run basketball, 2015, 2016. Absolutely Shouts random call. college athlete. Shouts Colin. Um, and so <laughs> Nick, so Nick, Joe, Rob, and I have a group text called Too Much Tuna. Shouts Kroll Show. And uh, <laughs> he just <laughs> five minutes ago goes, Skag, do you ever bang Molly Carmody? <laughs> 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 after after seeing that tweet, uh, the answer, Nick, is no, because um, I have pride um, oh, Nick. and I value friendship. Um, yeah, Colin, yeah, and I we're gonna keep we're, we're gonna case. keep it at that. Yeah, he would yeah. kill me. Although Colin and I are such close friends that if it came to it and like we're like, hey, Molly and I really like each other, we want to date each other. Like, I actually think he would support that because like yeah. he like likes us so much. He's like, okay, like you're actually a good dude. Like that would make sense. Um, anyway, just wanted to shout that out. Let's talk about prime time pick them. Uh, tough week for everyone. Everyone went one and two last week. Ben, you're now eight and 16. Guest picker, seven and 17. Myself, 12 and 12, carrying the torch. Uh, nice little Thursday night game, depending on how you define the word nice. Uh, Baltimore at Miami, plus seven and a half for Miami. Uh, Scott, what are we thinking? Uh, I am thinking Baltimore. Um, so I like, as you all know, like I give Lamar a lot of shit and I also give <laughs> the Ravens a lot of shit. Um, You're so and, sarcastic though. I can never tell Scott. I, I like, know, I know I you know. don't dislike Lamar. Like, I'm like, you can't dislike him. He's so no, sick. But. No, he's such a G. And, and also too, like I was going to say, it's like, I love putting my, uh, like my bad juju towards Lamar just because it's like a stick that I've had going for a while. But, uh, I honestly think he's been the best player in the league this year. I think he's been incredible. Um, I think. Miami's kind of a joke and they're going down the wrong path so I think they cover uh not easily I don't love seven and a half but you know I'm going with them Ben how are those dogs doing they are going at it right now my god okay (laughs) um like Williams dogs not that bad Daisy just gnaws on Gigi's neck and Gigi thinks it's hilarious so I don't know what's going on I just let him do it um I'm going to pick Baltimore minus seven and a half as well. Uh, I think Scott is on the right track here. Um, as he said, the Dolphins are on the wrong track. Um, and I also like in Miami because I think Lamar Jackson is a Miami born and raised there uh-huh. and kind of just a hometown game for him, feeling like he might have some family there um, and he might want to show out a little bit. So I think Hollywood Brown is from there too. So, uh, you know, give me, yeah. give me Hollywood Brown, Hollywood, like three touchdowns. Yep, exactly. So, yep. Baltimore, minus cool. seven and a half all day. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with Miami plus seven and a half. Uh, as I've noted, uh, going against my instincts has worked well for me. Uh, I've really profited picking shitty teams to cover. Um, <laughs> you know, underrated that this is the Rashad Bateman versus Jalen Waddle Bowl. Definitely the big storyline mm. at Skaggs Island. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Miami's going to keep it close enough to cover seven and a half Sunday night football. It truly hurts seeing Kansas, Kansas city with another primetime game while they're going through their struggles. Um, but here they are at Las Vegas, another team that's really staying under the radar this year. No headlines surrounding the Raiders whatsoever. Uh, Raiders are <laughs> nothing but clean half. fun, just clean fun. And this is a franchise that, you know, has a history of a really clean reputation, you know, not a lot of headlines surrounding it. Uh, Scott, what do you think happens in that game? 
Yeah. So as you know, I also like to harp on the Chiefs. And that's one I actually do believe. I think that they're like, they're in some serious trouble. They have an identity crisis right now. And like, I think that they had it obviously going and Mahomes has been the man. I don't think he's like in serious jeopardy of going the wrong way of his career. But I think this team this year, like they have a lot of gaps. Um, with that being said, if I were to hate any team more, I hate the Raiders more. And I hate Derek Carr more. So I'm taking the Chiefs uh, at least cover that two and a half spread. I don't think got enough weapons. I don't think Deshaun Jackson does anything for that Vegas offense. Uh, yeah, Chiefs yep. for me. Benjamin? Uh, he says. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like this line at all. I don't like any where anything any, any of this is going. A rat line, dude. It's just it's one where like Vegas knows what they're doing here. Like Las Vegas plus money at home against a I don't know, like a struggling Kansas City team seems seems odd to me. I know that Las Vegas. Like, do you just think lost. the Raiders should be favored? By I think they should be favored by like two and a half points here, okay. not not like you know not like anything big, but I think they should be favored by two and a half because I know they lost to the Giants last week, but clearly <laughs> they've won some big games this, this year. But are the Giants um, legit, Ben? I'll ask you the same question that Joe asked us. That I asked. Is it no, the Giants jo- are- oh sorry, Joe. <laughs> yes, I asked you. Um, their defense is legit, to be honest with you. Their defense is fucking legit. Not going to lie. The Giants' defense is legit. And Aziz Ojolari is legit. You know that. Um, yeah, Fred Exactly. I am going to ca- take KC minus two and a half this year, though, or this tonight, or whatever. That is Sunday Night Football. Um, I just feel like <sighs> at some point they have yeah. to start winning games, and I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Well, they're winning. They just don't cover. Um, <clears throat> Two and a half, though. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I'm going to Las Vegas Raiders plus two and a half. You guys know my deal. I pick against my instincts. I also don't pick the Chiefs anymore. Um, <laughs> so, fuck it. Let's roll with them. And Big Bay Area, big Bay Area weekend, uh, even though the Raiders aren't in the Bay Area anymore. But the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers, who also aren't in San Francisco, plus four. For the Niners, Scott, tough year for the Niners. Yeah, I mean, I can go on forever about the Niners, but as long as Kyle Shanahan is still the head coach, I am out. Uh, I am officially out. Uh, I need a change. I think Jed Bjork has just run this organization into the ground, and um, I'm picking the Rams heavy, even though I, I, I'm going to, like, go against myself here, even though I, what I just said. I do think the Rams are kind of frauds. I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks. I think Stafford's a really good quarterback, but like I don't think it was like a for sure when they made that signing or that trade that he they were automatic Super Bowl contenders. Um, with that being said, I think the Niners are about in the worst position that they've been for the last like five years as a as a team, um, and I think I think Rams cover here. Absolutely. Andrew, you go ahead. And, you go first on this one, Andrew. I also have the Rams covering. Um, to be honest, I'm a big fan of like things even out or like previous week results matter to me Uh, and so I think the fact that they did lose at home to the Titans this past week is all the more reason for them to bounce back this week had they rolled again last week maybe this could be a trap game too straight Uh, and if I think they're gonna win then like I don't mind taking the four points like I don't you know who knows 
Also, Vaughn's Ben, I can't wait to hear what you have playing, to say. Right? Yes, that's what I heard. I thought he was going to play last week. At least that's yeah, I think Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn should be playing. Um, yeah, he should be playing. Yeah, so I, I like – this is great. This is awesome. I You know, I love being the San Francisco 49ers guy here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take them plus four. Like Scott said, I think like Shanahan, York, uh, even Lynch are all kind of like in the crosshairs, um, and they know they need to at least be competitive, I would say, this game um, <clears throat> after a rough, rough showing against a depleted Cardinals team. And I think mm-hmm. Stafford's thumb is a little bit more injured than we think it is. Um, I think that – the Rams are reeling a little bit more than we think they are right now, especially with Stafford's injury. And I think the Niners just come out and play and keep it actually close within four, at least. Well, it is at home. Yeah. You know. It, it's, in, well, yeah, it's, it's in Santa Clara, right? Well, I was going to say it's in home, <laughs> but it's yeah. in Santa Clara. One of the yeah, most raucous yeah, but... stadiums you could visit. Uh, I actually was just on, uh, obviously, just on Twitter, uh, and I just saw that since Levi Stadium opened up, the Niners have had the worst home record of any NFL team. So uh, just throwing that out there for those betters out there. All, all I would say, I've only been to the stadium once and not for a Niners game. The way is not designed to, like, keep crowd noise, like, in a small area. Like, there's a ton of, like, openings, right? Mm-hmm. Like every corner is like wide open. Like, you know, think of a standard stadium where it's this big round thing and it's all kind of enclosed and like would make it more loud. Like, I feel like that's the opposite, but. I think it did, get, it did get pretty lit in there. Like when uh, like the playoff <laughs> run and everything like that, like, I don't think it's like, like yeah. terrible, terrible, but um, I think everyone is so discouraged right now. It's like not going to be a into it crowd down there. Yeah. I'm also very naive in my geography of the Bay area, but how far oh. is Levi Stadium from San Francisco or, you know, San, you know, wherever like you go, hour. Marin County. Like that seems, that seems kind of crazy to me, you know, considering you call yourself the San Francisco, whatever, and then you're an hour away. Yeah. That seems insane. But well, they have to a, keep the SF, but yeah. I mean, they were never going to change the name of the state, like sure. the name of the sure. organization. And it, it's, I mean, it's a long conversation, but they're like within the city bounds of San Francisco, there was no location for them to build another stadium. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. Yeah. And like, where else are you going to go? Um, but with that being said, it does drive me nuts that they're down in Santa Clara. It sucks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love the picks. We're all going 3 0 this week. Technically impossible, but I'll root for it. Uh, let's get to the manager interview, Scott. Uh, we're always going to start <laughs> off with the State of the Union question. Uh, the wheels came off relatively early this season. Guys in and out of the lineup, a lot of guys on IR. Every week there's something new. Still plenty of talent on the roster, obviously at 1-8. and eight. The focus is a little bit more towards the future. Talk to us about the state of Scott's talk. Yeah, it's an interesting one, right? Like, I, I, I was in such a weird predicament this year. Um, for for those who, who don't remember, last year I actually had the highest scoring team, but things didn't work out in my favor. Yeah. I, I lost some big matchups. I thought I had a really solid uh, team to make a run at the championship. Things didn't work out. I made some stupid trades heading towards uh, the playoffs. Um, and then going into this year, I kind of had the mentality of like, hey, it's win now. Um, obviously, I'm not a guy who values draft picks in the past, so I've kind of thrown them around pretty willy-nilly. 
And then starting off the season, just brutally bad. I, I had to make the call and, um, I'm, I'm currently in flux. So I wouldn't say it's like full rebuild because like you mentioned, there are a lot of guys on my roster that I like a lot, but I wanted to shed some of the older talent on my team and start to value some, uh, draft picks coming up. And I, I don't want it to be like a four year, three year rebuild. I'm hoping, um, I can really nail this next draft and, and be somewhat of a contender next year. Love it. Uh, you've been very active on free agency, constantly adding the top name. Every every week I look, it seems like you've got the, the, the guy, whether it's Adrian <laughs> Peterson, Dearness Johnson, Dawson Knox, the GOAT, uh, not a racist. Typically, you look to trade these players shortly after. Um, but in general, what has been your fab strategy in the first year of a season? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. Honestly, like I had no strategy going into the year. Um, I was kind of just like thinking, okay, hey, when, <laughs> when, when guys come up, I'll, I'll go after them. But then the second I made the decision to look towards the future, not this year, I was like, what, what the hell are these like free agents going to do me? Because all the guys off waiver wire are just like win now guys for the most part. Uh, right. So I was like, well, the best strategy for me and the fact that I have zero draft capital at the time would be to overpay for some of these guys that are going to be running backs and starters out of nowhere and try to see if I can flip them. And if, if I get something from it, even if it's a third rounder, that's great for me. If not, it doesn't really matter because I wasn't going for wins anyways. Love it. Ben, you want this one? Let's do it. <clears throat> you know, just to keep, keep everyone involved. Three man weave. Absolutely. I was losing focus. So thank you for calling me out on that. Um, you parted ways with two big name players this season, George Kittle and Keenan Allen. In return, you got Juju, AJ Dillon, and your first round pick back. What when what went into this big decision? First of all, did you trade me AJ, AJ Dillon, Scott? I did. I did. Okay. Jesus. After acquiring him. Not, not, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, okay. not too long ago. Not too long ago. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, these were tough calls, right? Like, I obviously, I'm a 49ers guy. I'd love George Kittle. Um, Keenan Allen's been just one of the most underrated players in the league, fantasy-wise and just player-wise. I think Skag's going to agree with that. I know you're a Keenan Allen guy. Um, I, Go Bears. So, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Shout out to uh, on you Bears. Uh, Team-point loss against UCSD to start the season in basketball, Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go Gauchos. I, uh, so, so earlier in the season when I made the call of like, hey, I'm not going to win this year, I started looking at my roster and I was like, well, I still do like a lot of the young guys on my league, my team, but I have to start shedding some of these old dudes that are not going to like be my part of my organization in the future. And uh, really Kittle and Keenan were going to be the highest value for me uh, to get back in return. And as much as it kills me to say, uh, Kittle in my eyes, just can't stay healthy. And like, yeah, he produces when he is on the field, but can you really count on him to play more than 10 games every year? Probably not. So I wanted to dump him. I also do believe in Dawson Knox. I think he's in a great setup yeah. with uh, Josh Allen for the next couple of years. So having him on my roster really made that decision for me. And then, uh, yeah, Keenan, tough one to part with, but I think he finishes this year strong, and then you start to see some transition, whether they – re-sign Mike Williams and he becomes the number one yeah. guy or they go out and get a wide receiver early. I think he's going to start to uh, transition downward in his career. So pulled the plug, 
getting my first round back was huge. It was kind of a control your own destiny situation. And then uh, right. AJ Dillon, I figured I could probably flip him, which I did and get some, some uh, draft pick back. And then Juju, uh, as stupid as it is, I still believe that like when he gets out of Pittsburgh, he's going to go and do mm-hmm. something next year, wherever he lands. So uh, a flyer of a guy, but I, I felt good about getting that back in that trade. I agree on Juju. I mean, he's still very young. Uh, right. And he was so good that one year. I know they had Antonio Brown taking away some of the coverage, but. Why did he know. not leave Pittsburgh last season? Because he signed a I don't one think year he had deal, a ton right? Of, I don't think he had a ton of interest. Yeah. But yeah. Scott, Scott, you might know better, but I part of me thinks that also like the cap situation was weird. Like they're waiting for another boom where it gets back to normal. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the league lost a bunch of money because of COVID. Not lost much money, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they use it as an excuse to not give them more cap, but yeah, it's exactly right. I think he like had a down year, and his like multi year offers were pretty probably pretty brutal. So he was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'll go take eleven mil for one year, hopefully right. prove myself." Which the injury didn't help. Which is him. interesting. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and then go go and get some more money this off season, and like he probably won't get paid all that much. But if he lands somewhere <clears throat> like with Rogers, wherever he's going to be next year, or in Kansas City, like. He could easily become a good player again, fantasy-wise. Seattle. I agree. Seattle, exactly. I'm really hoping Odell signs with someone during the pod. Yeah, uh, I know, dude. <laughs> we got to keep up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, speaking of trade, let's hear some best and worst. Look at you. You pasted them in here. Yeah, Must have worked yeah. at Google. <laughs> yeah, you know, due diligence. Uh, I like to be prepared. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of bad trades, if we're being honest. Uh Looking back on the like history spreadsheet that we have is like an ugly, ugly look into my past. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start off with bad. Um, first and foremost, I made a trade for Todd Gurley last year that was just absolutely miserable. Um, I don't even. I don't know if I even put it in here. Um, but there, I'm not. I, yeah, I didn't drop it in here, but. I was really gunning for a championship last year, and I was like, "Oh, Todd Gurley's been producing. I'll trade Todd like, Gurley this pick." Is... And yeah, like the, we all know how that panned out. Um, but well, you're the, the second worst... you're the second guest now that's had Todd Gurley in their worst trades. So it's just yeah, it's just great. Yeah, I mean, I love I'm, that. I'm an idiot. Um, so the ones I posted in here was um, this one. I forgot about this. Uh, Zach, I traded for Josh Gordon, um, a first round draft pick. Um, I was feeling really antsy when I did this and I like felt like it wasn't <laughs> made anywhere. And it was one of those ones where it was like middle of the day and I just got it out of my mind like, hey, I need another receiver. Josh Gordon's going to come back and I sent a first round pick to Zach. So uh, <laughs> clearly that didn't work out for me. And then the the second one I have listed is uh, kind of TBD, but also like the writings on the wall that trading in uh, for Julio this off season was looking pretty ugly. And I traded Devonte Parker a first, a second, and then an option to, to swap first with Nick um, for Julio. And my thought process there was like, Hey, this was prior to him landing in Tennessee too. So I was like, Oh, if he lands in the right offense, he could be a legit number one. Um, clearly that isn't the case. And, and who knows, maybe he turns it around, but it's looking like he's just old and kind of a has been at this point. Yeah. Any good ones? Yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> I think, 
Uh, the good ones, uh, Daniel actually mentioned when he was on the pod for some of his worst was when Dan went in full fire sale mode. Uh, <laughs> I like to capitalize whenever guys like make it known that they're they're going full fire sale because that's the best time to strike. And uh, cool. that's when I got uh, Thielen and Keenan Allen for uh, the number two pick and then a, a, a future first round pick. I, I really don't think it's like that miserable of a trade for Dan, but um, those two guys, especially at the time, were like top 12 yeah. wide receivers. And so like, easy well, they're money still for me. studs, quite frankly, you know, obviously yeah. inconsistent, but like still damn good. Yeah. And like, I think it, it would have really been a really awesome trade if I really pulled things together and made a run in the playoffs last year, but that didn't happen. Um, and then, sorry to do this commish, but I think my right. trade to get, uh, Jerry Judy and Dalton Schultz and uh, the 17 pick and a few other pieces for Tanyan and Brandon Cooks uh, and the 14 pick was one of my favorites that I got because uh, I I liked Tanyan a lot I knew that Skaggs obviously uh, Mr. Tight End loved Bob Tanyan Future and, of the league. <laughs> but uh, to bring up uh, the most hated player in our league or most controversial, I yeah. like Jerry Judy. I think he's going to pull it together. I think he's going to be a legit number one uh, uh, in the future. I root for him every week. I really do. So do I. It's, it's Team Judy versus Team Anti-Judy, and it's just <laughs> you better fucking strap in and pick your side. <laughs> yeah, the most controversial player. And again, as I've said on this podcast, it makes no sense to me because it's like, Everyone kind of liked him out of Alabama. It's not like people were, like, thinking he was going to be a bust or anything. And then, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Rob's the only Broncos fan in our league. Sorry, Zach. And <laughs> I'm the only one who had him in fantasy last year. And everyone's so upset that he dropped a handful of passes. I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> like, just root for this young guy to do well. <laughs> right, right. It makes clearly no sense. <laughs> for me, it's kind of like Scott with Lamar Jackson. I just kind of piggybacked <laughs> yeah. on with Anthony. And, you don't uh, have to explain your side. Zach, I, I get think, why you're but it. It's just hilarious to me, so I just kind of keep it going. Yeah. And Well, that would have been big time too, Scott, if you had held on to Schultz. Obviously, no one knew because I also dropped him because I eventually yeah. got him back, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good you know, one. it's funny. I actually, I actually dropped Schultz for Dawson Knox uh, before, yeah. right before the season started, <laughs> and it would have been way smarter to drop like fucking Jeff Wilson Jr. and keep them both. But you know what can right. you do? Jeff's uh, coming back soon, though. We'll see. Yeah, touchdown god. He is a touchdown god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we talked briefly about this question a little bit earlier. And you clarify that you, in fact, do not like Derek Carr. That's why I asked this question. Um, <laughs> how many Super Bowls did the Niners have if they addressed Derek Carr? <laughs> this is a fucking insane question. <laughs> Zero. Zero, like, ten times over. So he not the Jimmy made it through his rookie year? No, absolutely not, dude. They, he, he wouldn't have made it through his rookie contract. Uh, <laughs> like, Derek Carr, don't get me wrong, throws a beautiful deep ball. But, uh, like, more – like, you know, I hate Derek Carr, but more so about the 49ers organization. He would have absolutely crumbled during those years. He came in in like 2014, like, and the, those teams were so fucking bad that like, there was no way that Derek Carr survives. And there's no way that they pulled together the team that they did to even get to the Super Bowl. Like we don't have Nick Bosa if Derek Carr's the quarterback, because we win a couple more games. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Zero, zero is the answer. All right. Understood. 
I've got it at like five, but um, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, big Derek Carr guy over here. Let's go Bulldogs. Uh, has anyone ever called you Boston Scott? <laughs> Great question. I love this in the uh, last week or whenever it was. I had to write uh, no. some notes down from last week because I was pretty high. I'm like, all right, let me make sure I don't forget this. <laughs> uh yeah no no one's ever called me boston scott uh yeah that that's never happened when i'm in new england all right uh what you'll find out when you listen to this podcast is ben actually had the patriots as his afc representative in the super bowl pretty sad stuff Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I, I, well i do know that he loves mac jones so that doesn't uh that doesn't surprise me all that right much. and he was trying to be like reasonable about his explanation i'm like ben give me a break like the amount of things I think, have to break I think if anyone else listened to my explanation, it would be reasonable, but it was just, reasonable. Well, I, not I, to I you, because but it's, well, it's just you. yeah, ridiculous because like <laughs> they're obviously not gonna do that because like there are actual teams in the AFC. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Ben, let's skip. We're gonna skip a couple questions. Go down to your first question, Ben. Three man weave. Uh it's a pretty simple one. Yeah, how is your dog and remind me of your dog's name? Oh, yeah, Finn. Finn's crushing it. He's doing great. Yeah, Uh, he's sleeping right here next to me right now. He's been awesome. Uh, Yeah, pretty chill for for a puppy, all things considered. And uh, for those who don't know, he uh, he is like four and a half going on five months. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm currently waiting to start my new job. So I'm kind of just full-time dog dad. So it's been 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 so sick. Unemployed bros. Hell yeah. 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 Yep. Now, did Finn, is Finn just crashed right now? Like you had a big like activity day or something like that or last hour of activity and now just crashed? Puppy crashed? Honestly, he he sleeps so much. He's like the most low key puppy of all time. Um, so we we held off and had a later dinner, and now he's just soft. That's funny. I'm just used to the puppy crashes where they just do something active for like three hours and then just crash for like two hours. It's just crazy. But yeah, I get that. Love Finn. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dog. Good to hear. Go ahead, Andrew. You, you want me to keep going? Yeah, with your next one at least. Okay, well, this is a big one. I just want you I mean, involved. Well, I appreciate it. I just don't know where we're going. You know, I we just don't need to go sure. through all my questions first. You know, I know I, I like understand. more of them. I understand. Um, can you – I have no clue what's going on this year with Buffs basketball. Can you give us a bit of a scouting report? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, so it's a really young team this year. Uh, we okay. lost a lot of, like, seasoned guys. Most most importantly, McKinley Wright, who is absolutely balling for mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota's G League team. He put up, like, 38 last night and a game winner. Shouts McKinley. Uh, Elevate that man. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, we have a few, like, guys um, – that played well in the tournament last year that were freshmen that will kind of be the marquee guys. I don't think it's going to be necessarily our year to make a deep run at all. Um, but there's a lot of young talent. Um, they actually, Tad's done an awesome job of recruiting like four stars into, into the program. And so this year is going to be mostly about getting them minutes and then uh, plan for the future. I was just going to say, Tad is a legend. Let's be honest with ourselves. A legend. Yeah. He is. Love yeah. that. We'll go buffs. Let's go. Basketball. Gonna beat uh, Montana State tonight, by the way. That's yeah, huge. Mean, uh, that's yeah. a 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Tip. Time. Tip. Correct. 
correct? Yeah, big night in the Pac-12. All teams, uh, all 12 teams are in action. Uh, I'm sure you guys are both tuned into the Wazoo Alcorn State action midday. Yeah, yeah. Um, good yeah, Wazoo's, Wazoo could be a good team this year. You, uh, they play uh, like money ball basketball style. Interesting. I don't know what that means, but I'm fired up about it. <laughs> uh, so, so that means they exit in the first round of the playoffs? Right? <laughs> Most likely, probably, let's be honest with you. And as far as NIL deals go, like, they pay cheaper. <laughs> trying to save money on some of those. Okay, anyway, uh, Scott, you built a very successful side hustle, and I side hustle is probably not the right word, but uh, as a DJ operating under the name Vince Pylon, uh Talk to us about how long you've had a passion for DJing and what the future holds. You know, is it continually just something you do on weekends from time to time, or what? What's the story? Yeah, yeah, good question. Uh, I so like <laughs> looking back on it. Uh, so like my passion for it started like uh, uh, like late in high school, early in college. Um, my brother, older brother, was always super musical, and uh, he got me into. And this is like 2008, back into like dubstep and stuff, and so I loved electronic music from early age. Uh, mm-hmm. And he bought me my first ever like controller and launch pad back then. I didn't really have like the confidence to actually get into DJing back then, but uh, it was always something I did like by myself. And then uh, about five years ago, I started actually doing it, uh, just having fun with it and uh, play some shows here, here and there. And um, recently James and I have been doing a, a thing together and uh, we, we DJ at clubs every once in a while, but it's kind of stressful, honestly. Um, and uh, the most recent ones that we've done have been a little bit too much stress on us. So we were like, this isn't worth it. Like this is supposed to be like a, a side just for fun thing. Um, so now in we're terms just, of like, like crowd it, control and that kind of stuff and like tickets and stuff or. Yeah. Right. Like, so like there's a whole nother layer of it when you start playing at clubs and stuff that people don't see of like, if you get booked to play at clubs in like San Francisco, they like ask you pretty much to bring a certain amount of people in the door. Uh, and like, promoting this especially as we get older like not everyone wants to go to like a dirty club on a saturday night in san francisco anymore uh so like i don't want right. to pressure people into going if i was uh, there i'd be in scott don't worry <laughs> thanks dude and and that's the thing too is like we have way too nice of friends so everyone's always like yeah for sure <laughs> no uh and uh so now now we're just being picky with what we do and like not when we do do it, we don't want to like feel that type of pressure. So we got a couple coming up. We're playing a Santa Con gig in December, which will be Huge. fun. Um, and What's yeah, the date of yeah. that one? December 11th. Okay. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners will be out for Santa Con, so wanted to make sure to plug that. Yeah, um, all right, a couple more questions here. Since we all talk about our high schools often, what was it like going to the athletic powerhouse that was De La Salle? Uh, and then also going to an all-boys school. Uh, Carondelet, that's the sister school? Uh, Carondelet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Same sample. <laughs> I was thinking French. <laughs> um, how that works with the all-boys, all-girls, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's like something that you like – we would always get shit for is like the all guy school and um uh, being like oh there's no girls or whatever and little do people know that Crondola is literally right across the street and we take classes at each other's high schools so it was like we we didn't really go to a full all guy school um right. with that being said we did have like two periods a day that were just guys and 
those were the best periods of the day. I like looking back on it. Like I do kind of <laughs> wish it was all guys all the time. Um, sick. I, uh, I, I loved it. Um, it's like the net net. Like I, I loved it so much. Like I loved De La Salle being an athletic powerhouse, obviously big into sports and going to athletic events all the time. And like everyone caring about Friday night football, um, was a blast for me. And like, yeah, it was probably a little bit more rigid than everyone else's high school other than maybe Korean Catholic. I don't know how rigid they are there, but like it, it was super fun and I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my two cents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sick. And and also like obviously being really good at sports is dope too because like no high schools around us could ever talk shit because um, we're beating them in every sport possible. Yeah. It was uh, the handful of summer or spring league games that we played basketball against they thought were not enjoyable. Um, <laughs> all right. Last question from me, the Arizona boys. This is for you. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> Shanna, is it Weiner or Weiner? Weiner. Shanna Weiner, Arizona boys, shouts. Um, for context, she went to school with us at U of A, was in the dorms, was hooking up with one of our friends for a little bit. Uh, have you ever hooked up with her? If not, just talk to us about your relationship <laughs> with Shanna Weiner. She oh, went to Carondelet. Man. Sorry. Sorry, Carondelet. Carondelet. It's not French. <laughs> uh, I kind of like the French, though. Let's let's stick with that. Uh, no, I. <laughs> this is a hilarious question. But to answer clearly, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, I never did. But uh, great girl. Um, we uh, we were friends. Never like overly close friends. Um, but like we knew each other well throughout high school. Um, she's pretty cool. Go Wildcats. Um, mm. one, one thing that did this did spark a memory of, and we'll have to send out the link. Um, when, whenever we dropped this podcast was that, uh, we were in a group, um, group project together for a class called classics of horror in high school, which is basically a class that, about like horror movies and horror books, which is really funny. Uh, but the final project is to make your own horror movie. And uh, Shannon was in my group and we, the video is still up on YouTube. If anyone wants to go watch our horror Dude. film uh, where, where we're together uh, in this group project. I love that. And, and for context too, for the non Arizona boys, um, when Scott firmly said, absolutely not, that's not because she's some, you know, bad looking uh, woman. Oh she's, no, no, no. Yeah. No, she's fine. Not. But um and Ben wanted to make sure that everyone knew that uh, her roommate or friend or sorority sister, Brooke Rochman, Rockman. I have no clue, but she's just. She's, yeah. she's way hotter, according to Ben. Um, <laughs> I remember vaguely from college, hot blonde. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Mm, um, oh, sorry. I misspoke. I do have one more question. We're gonna, sorry, Ben, go to your question first. Your final Um. I'm a big bear guy. Like I just like bears. They're just cool animals. Have you ever seen a bear in Tahoe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, good to know that you're a huge bear guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I have seen many of bears. Most recently, like in the last two years, there's been a huge uptick of them um, in like the neighborhood where my parents have a house. Um, we've seen a are couple they black of them. or are they grizzly? Do we know? Are they brown? What kind oh, of bears are they? I always fuck this up. I'm pretty sure they're black okay. bears, but they look brown. Is the answer okay. like and their coat from, is brown, but they're technically black, black bears? 
And from what I know about black bears is that they're just like huge raccoons. So they're just like big scary cats, to be completely honest with you. It's the grizzly bears that you don't want to get too close with. So just an FYI, you can get close to a black bear and be fine. Okay, I'll I'll definitely befriend them next time I yeah. see it. <laughs> just let us know how that it is went. good to know. Yeah. Yeah. As 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 someone that's watched the full season of Yellowstone in the last forty eight hours, um Fire I can confirm that the, the grizzly bears are not to be fucked with. Um last question from me before I name that league member. Kill fuck Mary, LaVisca Chenault, Kenyon Drake, Jerry Judy. Dude, this seeing this in the prep doc, like this was the one I most thought about most. I I I, I was working out before this, and I could not come up with the names. I kept on going back and forth. It like literally broke my brain. Honorable mention to DPJ, of course. Yeah, yeah, DPJ <laughs> shouts. That's my boy. Uh, yeah, and so I first and foremost want to say, in case Lavisca Chanel, Kenyon Drake, or Jerry Judy are listeners of the pod, uh, this isn't personal. This wasn't my choice. Um, so I'm gonna start with Mary. I think everyone knows what I'm gonna go with here. It's Lavisca Chanel, uh, the goat. He deserves better than Jacksonville. Trevor figured it out. Um, but here's tough. All right, so fuck. I went with Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy is the future of my franchise and uh, someone who I really believe in. And that's no disrespect to Kenyon Drake. R.I.P. Kenyon Drake. But uh, Kenyon Kenyon is uh, on the downslope of his career. And and I figure we might as well kill him off if he's going to going to die anyway. So uh, those are my those are my three. And I also want to plug if anyone's interested in Kenyon Drake. Feel free to hit me up. I'm looking for (laughs) trades. I'm always open. <laughs> Shit, I might slide in. Uh, lastly, name that league member. This league member was in a movie when he was two years old. It was called Village of the Damned. Scott, name that league member. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, obviously, it has to be one of the Zona boys, I think. Uh, is it Joe? Joe is incorrect. Ben, would you like to wager a guess? Yeah, I'm going to go with... Two years old. Yeah, and like like Scott said, it's probably going to be one of the AZ boys. I feel like we've done slides. Well, I guess Snyder? Uh, Snyder is incorrect as well. Uh, The answer we were looking for is Zach Ferrando. Whoa! Oh, yeah. I did not know that baby Zach model on curls. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I text I texted Zach because I'm like, yo, I haven't used you yet. I need a fact that Scott wouldn't know, and anything that I come up with, he'll know. And so that's what he threw at me. Damn, child that's star awesome. Zach. Yeah, makes sense. Peaked early. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the damned. Just check it out. I don't know where they play that movie or sell it, but you know. Um, any final thoughts for us, Scott? Ben, I'm 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 all good. It was I. It was a lovely discussion with Scott this tonight. A lovely discussion. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, the last thing I want is um, Super Bowl champion picks. Right now, did you guys yeah. just do this? Yeah. So we want yours. Oh. But here's what here's what ours were. Okay. We had Ben, as I hinted at, had Bucks thirty four, Patriots twenty six, which would be just hell on earth um and then i had dallas 31 baltimore 27 
Oh, all right. Not gonna uh, happen, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to be playing, but I think the Bucks run it back. I think they win it again. Um, okay. And I think Tom walks away after another uh, another win. Well, give us someone in the NFC. There's a lot of choices. Um, fuck it. Let's go Rams. Let's see what they do. Rematch. Rematch. I've won a of all time. Except it's not. Yeah, it was there. Patriots were playing and not the Bucks, but you know. Um, same, same. All right. On that note, boys, we are out. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Adios. Blake.